all of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And uh, once again, the toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Lots to discuss here tonight. Uh, Looks like bath salts are in the news. Now, this one I can't Ciroc say. smooth talk I, with Diddy. When you're taking pictures. <laughs> I love those websites that just start playing audio without your permission. Anyway, so bath salts are in the news. And I think I know why. Yeah, I, I've never heard of bath salts being in the news before, but now they are. And sure, you can smoke them and get high. Apparently, you can. <laughs> According to StopTheDrugWar.org, Senator Charles Schumer told the Associated Press on Saturday that he wants the federal government to criminalize the new synthetic stimulant drugs, Mephedrone and MPDV, which is stands for something very lengthy. Although he said he was announcing a bill on Sunday, it had not yet been filed as of Monday afternoon, marketed as bath salts under brand names including Ivory Wave, Zoom, and White Lightning, and sold in head shops, convenience stores, and corner gas stations across the land, as well as on the internet, the drugs have effects on users similar to those of cocaine or amphetamines. Substances are already banned by emergency action in Florida, Louisiana, and Mississippi, and similar actions are already, uh, or are likely rather, in other states. Alarm-raising press reports are typically followed by a hasty administrative or legislative action at the state house. Now Senator Schumer wants to ban the substances nationwide. He says the bath salts contain ingredients that are nothing more than legally sanctioned narcotics, he said. The DEA is aware of the bath salts drugs and have listed them as drugs of concern, but so far have not moved to enact a ban. And the Drug War Chronicle has been following the methadrone story for the past year. Methadrone. Hmm, that sounds familiar. I feel like I tried some of that uh, last year Good at Porkfest. <laughs> <laughs> it was being marketed as uh, like an alternative to ecstasy, and let me tell you, it did not even come close. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what it was that uh, that I tried. And did they get it from bath salts? I, it was not sold to me as bath salts. It was just sold to me as methadrone. <laughs> so I was told, you know, what this is. And the, the, one of the interesting things about this is had this not been – or had it not been for this outrage on the part of the politicians in these various different states and now at the federal level, I never would have heard of this. I never would have heard of bath salts. I never would have known about white lightning and wave and zoom. I never would have had any idea what brand names to go and look for or to even that I could go look for bath salts and you know, get high off of them. But now, thanks to the efforts of Chuck Schumer and the rest of the politicians that want to ban these products, now their level of recognition has gone up. The brand awareness, shall we say, of this product. Free advertising. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, it would seem like almost... I wonder if people rush out to stock up on these things, think, oh, it's going to get banned, I'm going to rush out and stock up on it. (laughs) Sounds like a terrible idea to me, going to the convenience store and getting bath salts to shoot up or whatever the hell they do. I I don't even know what you Uh, do with them. I mean, I'm not sure... What what I had had was this concoction that was essentially like a Gatorade bottle. So it was just Gatorade that you drank. So it wasn't like a big... See, I thought that was... Unless I'm getting it mixed up, I believe someone was selling synthetic... It was like synthetic THC or something like that. There was that. that, too. 
that was that, there too. Maybe that was something different then because yeah. uh, which you know, and it seemed okay. Yeah, there the was price. the synthetic <laughs> THC uh, was th- was Glad there. You guys had a good time at Pork Fest. None of this happened at my my Pork Fest adventure. <laughs> You had a nice, clean family pork fest adventure, <laughs> Indeed, didn't you, Mark? Did. Yes, thank you. There is that for the people who want it. There's a nice, clean family pork fest adventure, and then and for there's the rest a, of us certain areas of the campsites <laughs> at night that uh, get a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then they go stumbling through people's campsites, fall on their tent. So, uh, so anyway, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number here. It's just news again about how these government people feel like they can just put a stop to everybody that wants to get high. And of course, the reason why these things exist in the first place, the reason why people are creating these, I don't know if designer drugs are the right term, but these alternatives, shall we say, that are maybe in some cases chemically similar to the drugs that you know, we all know by uh, their street names like cocaine or heroin or, or whatever. Maybe these, these other drugs I'm are... I'm not sure cocaine or heroin are, uh, in fact, street names. Okay. Well, I, you're right, Mark. You're not, they're not slang. Yeah. Right? Boy or girl. But heroin... Uh, smack. Uh, is cocaine the actual scientific term for cocaine? I, think I mean, so. usually there's like like with the ecstasy, there's MDMA, which stands for methyl diethyl something or other. I mean, it's really long. It's the product name, I think. Be. Yeah. So anyway, the point being here that uh, here they are again trying to crack down and stop people from getting high, but the fact that they've made these other drugs outlawed in the first place drives the demand. Of course, people are still getting cocaine and heroin and all that, but it also drives other demand around the sides of those drugs, and they'll go and they'll, you know, somebody will create an alternative as they've done here. It does seem like it's going to be an endless battle. Just have to, someone will find something else that they can use to get high. This is the government have to ban that. They'll be, yeah, I guess so. The government loves an endless battle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. How else can they just keep dumping money down a hole and create a giant bureaucracy? So we'll let you know as we hear more about what's going on with uh, these drugs, these new synthetic, what they're calling synthetic stimulant drugs. And uh, you'd mentioned the synthetic THC, uh, Dale, and and I did have a chance to uh, to try some of that at the uh, the Pork Fest last year, which the, the smokable stuff I definitely noticed was uh, was working. The stuff that was in the Gatorade was a little more subtle for me, so I don't know if that was really worthwhile, but... The synthetic it, THC it didn't stuff seem, works. Yeah, I was gonna say that I I drank I drank Gatorade. It was synth, I guess synthetic THC, which as I, as I understand it, that's it. it at the time, it was still legal. I it don't is know still legal it, today it is, in most places. It was still legal, um, and I thought it was a noticeable dramatic effect. Actually, hmm. yeah. Well, then again, you don't. Uh, you're not as uh, I guess I, experienced in that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not as prolific well. of a smoker. I you could probably say that. Yeah. Let's continue here. Take your phone calls about what you want. Uh, you're welcome to talk about the drug war, anything that might happen to be on your mind. Let's talk first, though, to Susanna, listening in the UK. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Susanna. Hello. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm wondering. You know, when people become aware of all these things. And uh, they spread the word, and more people become aware, and more and more and more. But this is all what we do, and uh, we not go more forward than this. I was wondering, all these people who are awake and angry, upset about uh, this, all they do is just spreading the word. There is all no they do activity. is what? I'm sorry. Spre- they're spreading the word. Spreading the word. Yes, you are right about that. But, they are spreading the word. And, of course, when the politicians get angry about some new drug, then the uh, the mainstream media picks it up and they run with the story. And, my God, the children, they could be getting bath salts. And, uh, yeah. then, you know, then but, the... Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking, but, uh, you know... 
the rebellions, resistance, revolutionaries, let's say, let's call, they, they always sample together, they got together and they decide, plan activities, what to do. It can be spread the word, it can be demonstration, it can be going council. You know, it's much easier when people come together and do that together, then all these people who are awake, but they are alone, they feel isolated, and they don't do anything else than just telling to their friends and yeah, other people. It is important to get together, no doubt. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. In fact, we were just out at dinner uh, here in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, uh, the three of us, and we went out to meet a couple of uh, new movers, people that had made the move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And one of the comments that they'd made was uh, they, fr- they actually came from Hawaii in the middle of winter to move here to uh, New Hampshire, which is pretty amazing. And one of the comments they made was they, they felt like they were alone in Hawaii. And that's because they're really, they didn't feel like there was a community of anybody to any extent that loved the ideas of freedom. And now they've been here since I think it was Tuesday or something like that. So brand new uh, movers here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And there is a real community here. It's amazing how much it, we just seem to click. And when you have that foundation of loving freedom, it's a just click. Absolutely. And everything else can follow suit pretty well. Toll free numbers 800-259-9231. And it was a family to boot as well, which is nice because we're starting to see more families showing up. It's, it's more difficult for them to move typically. And it takes more time for them to plan moves and things like that. But uh, more showing up, which is great. We'll tell you more about the Free State Project a bit. You can also take control, bring up anything, and more on the drug war in moments. Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. There is low... As $535 double occupancy, go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. Control of the airways, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, don't forget you can join Dale over at his website, which is Prometheus Unchained. That's his show. The site is flamingfreedom.com. It's a brand new, well, I guess, Relatively new show. It's uh, entering its fourth iteration this coming up weekend. It airs live on Sundays, and you can listen to it over at lrn.fm. Flamingfreedom.com is the website, and it's a show that is – how would you describe it, Dale? I would say that we talk about – we focus on LGBT issues from a liberty perspective. It's yeah. kind of jokingly referred to as Gay Talk Live, I guess, but, which is okay. You can call it that if you want. But it's, I hadn't uh, heard that one before. Yeah. That's funny. Musically. It, well, some people like called on the on – occasionally I host the Sunday show about right. once a month and uh, of Free Talk Live, and, and a few people referred to that as Gay Talk Live, which I thought was actually not an appropriate label, but whatever. So, uh, so you can go to flamingfreedom.com, download podca- download the podcast, and that's right. And there's a new essay there right now, which is going to be a key issue that we're going to talk about on the next show. So, if you want to read that essay and 
Uh, it's like homework you have to do for the show. No, you don't. <laughs> it's a good essay. You should go read it. So. All right. So 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, I realized that we mentioned something on the show last night, and we never had a chance to get around to it. So I want to make sure we did. It's a story about a seven-year-old boy. Yeah, from uh, NBCPhiladelphia.com. A seven-year-old child allegedly shot a Nerf-style toy gun in his Hampton, New Jersey school on January the 18th. No one was hurt, but the pint-sized soft shooter now faces misdemeanor criminal charges. I'm going to go Where through Where was the, this? Hampton, New Jersey. Okay. I'm going to go through this um Hamilton, Hamilton, New Jersey, excuse me. I'm going to go through the facts here uh, just real quick to to make sure everybody got it. 7-year-old Nerf gun misdemeanor charges. Wow. Hamilton, New Jersey. Hamilton police began an investigation into the suspicious activity at the Hamilton Early Childhood Education Center January the 18th after school officials alerted them to the incident. The gun the child brought to the school was a $5 toy gun similar to a Nerf gun. So it was an off-brand Nerf gun. Yeah, imitation Nerf. Yeah. That shoots soft ping-pong type balls, according to the school superintendent. You could put an eye in with that. No, put an eye in. Yeah. If you draw a little, you draw a little uh, circle on the uh, ping pong ball. Well, everybody says you're going to put your eye out, but it's more likely that you're just going to. You know, it's not your eyes probably. It not might water come out. a little bit. You might. It might get kind of red. Yeah. You might if you hold it like right next to your eye <laughs> and pull the trigger. It could like. What if you don't blink eye. fast enough, Mark? Then yeah. it'll sting. It'll kind of sting a little bit. Yeah. I can't imagine what else you could do besides like irritate someone's eye. Like it might hurt if it struck mm-hmm. you directly in the in eyeball. The eye. From if you didn't close your eyelid. Six inches away. Right. Yeah. Closing the eyelid might obviate the. It might you know, the damage. But I wouldn't want that to happen. Um, anyway, the nerf. It, it, the The point is, no one was hurt. Right. So hurt means not hurt. Right. They weren't hurt. <laughs> right, right. So therefore, they weren't hurt. So we we're don't talking have any, about. We don't have any burning eyes. Right. Or anything we're talking like that. about you. You. You could do more damage by striking them with the gun but than he, you could, in fact, by shooting them with but it. But Mark, he did hurt someone's feelings. Apparently, the, the school the feelings, administrators, right, the, of the teachers who are very, very anti-gun, and it it hurts their feelings to see a nerf a nerf pistol. Because it's just one more step until he's got an AK-47. Yeah, that's right. Until he's tearing up the whole classroom. Officials say that there was no evidence of anyone being threatened. The child's Mm -hmm. mother told school officials that she didn't know her son brought the toy to school. Dan uh, Blanchenford, the Hamilton Board of Education superintendent, said the school... Why didn't they put her in jail, too? I mean, that seems to be the thing they're into these days, is like putting parents in jail for the things their kids do. Maybe I shouldn't give them ideas. That's a zero-tolerance policy. Right. Usually that just means the kid gets suspended, a stern talking to, you know, written up uh, with a referral, suspended. I mean, zero tolerance is absurd enough as it is. Zero zero tolerance has, we've been following it for years on this program. It can only go further. What else can they do? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, yeah, right. Suspending isn't enough. Now there needs to be misdemeanor charges filed and this young man has to go to court. Yeah. (laughs) On a seven-year-old. I don't care if he's 13. It's still ludicrous. Dan Blanchford of the, uh, the the Board of Education here, the superintendent, says, we're just very vigilant, and we feel that if we draw a very strict line, then we will have much less to worry about when someone of someone bringing something dangerous. <laughs> Desiree Girard, a parent of one of the students at the school, agrees with the policy. Of course, of course. I'd Safety rather first. it be dealt with more severely than not. I would rather them go a little bit too far for the safety of all nice. the children than to say, okay, it's probably nothing. 
Well, Mark, they have to have a zero tolerance policy because otherwise, what are they teaching people? They'd be teaching people tolerance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Police charged the seven-year-old with possessing an imitation firearm or in an... Um, or in or on an education institution, a misdemeanor and a minor juvenile offense wow. in New Jersey. School officials described the child as a nice kid and a good student. Authorities haven't commented on what specific disciplinary action or punishment the boy faces, though it could involve counseling and other resources made available counseling. to the family. <laughs> I can only imagine. I'm just trying to remember, you know, being uh, who I was in high school. And again, this guy's in elementary school, but even in elementary school. Uh, just barely. Seven. Yeah, well. Yeah, I guess that's mid, what, like seventh, fourth grade, third grade, something. I think it's probably third grade. It's like first grade. Yeah, I guess first, you're right about that. Second grade, yeah. First or second. So just trying to remember back, I think that I would have found that ludicrous if, if somebody was trying to counsel me uh, over I can't having imagine a Nerf gun. A seven-year-old at this it doesn't have, I don't think, the capacity at that point to figure out what's ludicrous or not. I think they wouldn't think oh, it was I ludicrous so. unless th- they were told to. No, I, th- I, think, I think they're actually going to take this that. crap seriously. No, I'm sorry. I, I think that you don't give kids enough credit. I remember Maybe. being in. I remember being in second grade when uh, a young lady was, a young girl was forced to stay in the class when she had to go to the bathroom, and I knew that that was absurd. What they did to that girl was force her to stay in class, and well, pee, I, she had to pee in her seat. I, 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 I th- that ha- it happened. Um, the same thing happened in my. Uh, I think it was kindergarten. Nobody class. had to tell me that was wrong, Mark. I knew that Second was wrong. Grade. Well, not, I, you didn't say wrong. You said ridiculous, and ridiculous is a different word. It means you ridicule it. And what we did is, as a class, we sat there wide-eyed, looking at the teacher, looking at the student, wondering. I mean, mm. you know, we're I, kids. We weigh thirty pounds. This woman could break our necks if she wanted to. I, I mean, that's the world you live in as a child. You live in a world where mm, adults I, could kill you. I'm going to take Ian's side on this because I can remember. I can remember enough from that. From that, I be. I can remember being five years old and being chastised for really silly things and feeling that that was wrong that I I'm had not been saying wronged. it's not wrong Dale what why is well, can't anybody understand the words that are coming out of my mouth well, wrong what? and ridiculous are two different words we're speaking English well, he here. said ridiculous Ridic- I he said, said wrong ri- well, th- then you're not agreeing with Ian well, you're no, agreeing with me too and I think that there's I think that it, you usually I think do I'm something debunking wrong. the notion that that the kids are the not word. sitting there ridiculing the principal they're not sitting there ridiculing the teacher they're sitting there wide-eyed and amazed what that so these students Stupid idiots would possibly send one of them uh, to with its, call the cops in over a ping pong ball gun. They're amazed at what they're seeing. They're I not laughing. Th- I think they know that that's wrong. That they yeah. sense the wrong. Something usually has to be wrong first before I, I, you can determine I sense that it's it is what I'm saying, and I can remember that. Then when why I was don't kids? Over stupid then why don't kids make fun of their preachers and their moms and all these others when they tell them stupid stories about gods, people living in the sky and crap? Kids do not make fun of adults in this manner. I didn't they say are ridic- wide-eyed I didn't say and ridiculous. amazed. You used that term. You put that word in my mouth. I said ludicrous. 800-259-9230. You keep saying people are ridiculing people. I'm just saying that it's absurd what they did to that kid. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take 
control of the airwaves and dialing toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the bulletin board system. You can go and get interactive, and you can uh, talk to other Free Talk Live listeners there. bbs.freetalklive.com gets you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And we're talking about the seven-year-old child who's now facing a misdemeanor charge. Odds are good his parents can't afford an attorney, Mark. I suspect not. He's probably just going to plea bargain. I mean, what does every 99% of the people do? Well, they should get jurisdictionary. That's right. <laughs> well, jurisdictionary at jurisdictionary.com would be... It would be something that you could really be useful in a situation like this. If you've ever considered taking a case to court without an attorney, jurisdictionary.com is the course for you. It will teach you what they should have taught you about law in school. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It works in every state and countries around the world, England, Australia, New Zealand. They've been on the web for over 13 years. And it costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. So... It's so easy the average eighth grader could uh, go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. I've got mine. I paid for it. I think it's that great. Jurisdictionary.com. Okay, so the news story here that we're sharing with you is yet another example of the madness of zero tolerance. And I love what you, how you put it, Dale, that uh, and I don't think I've ever heard this before, but zero tolerance teaches people that uh, they shouldn't be tolerant, right? Right. Uh, and that's what's going on in schools across the country where young people are being suspended and expelled for doing things like bringing a butter knife in their uh, lunch tote with them to spread some butter or to cut a steak or something like that. Uh, they, the people have been gotten in trouble for that. There's the there has been a story about a uh, people getting in trouble for sending their kids to school with aspirin. Uh, indeed, uh, oh, I've heard of those. I, I can still even when I was in high school, it's a lot worse now. I remember oh, yeah, in high school, a girl pulling an aspirin out in class and taking it, and uh, and it causing a big storm of silliness over. You know, are you taking drugs yep. over there? You've got you've got to have the approval for that. That they used to go through the school nurse before you can uh, do things like self administer uh, the drugs that your parents gave you. <laughs> So there's those kinds of uh, zero tolerance. You know, I carried aspirin around in my pocket, Dale, when I was in high school. Um, you know, I think you didn't get a pat down. Yes. Well, they they didn't give pat downs. No, when they I was didn't. In high school. And they probably didn't have metal detectors either. Uh, going into a concert, I remember getting a pat down one time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was sort of the first time anything like that had ever happened to me. I went to a, a concert in in Bradenton, Florida, and they patted me down. So now you've got them taking it to the next level because, as has been pointed out, the government is always escalating. There's always a new level of tyranny that they can move towards, and they don't roll it back. So now, beyond expelling and suspending people, they're charging a seven year old boy. With a misdemeanor count of uh, like brandishing a, a, a sort of weapon on campus, like a, a, a imitation weapon. What was the charge? The the, the charge. Um, it's it's an amazing charge here. Uh, it said, uh, "Let me see. I'm still looking for it." Um, it was something to that effect. Possessing he, an imitation firearm in or yeah. on an educational institution. Right. To, to, to even call a Nerf gun an imitation firearm yeah. is ludicrous. I mean, the, the intention of that particular law, if some, when someone was writing it, is likely to ban things like the airsoft guns that look like firearms, you know, guns that are actually modeled to look like guns, as opposed to they still Nerf. They red tip, but yeah. Which, Nerf guns, which are typically neon yeah. uh, colors. Well, and, this one's an off-brand one, um, but yeah, it's probably blue or orange. Generally, or these softy shooter guns, things that shoot soft 
pellets or something like no, that. Or uh, soft, ping pong balls. Ping yeah. pong balls. I mean, that's a that's a big old barrel on that thing, yeah. and you know, it doesn't look like a real gun. Come on. It's either it's either a toy or really really dangerous with a yeah. barrel that big, right? So they so what's going on with this? Is there more to the story? Is it just that they've charged him and and we've yet to see what transpires? From no, that that's point? the uh, that, that's that's the full the full story. Basically, the you know the kid brought a gun to school. Uh, he's seven years old. He's been charged with a misdemeanor. There's uh, they doesn't got a, matter that they've they got said, one sycophant parrot here that says I'd rather it be dealt with more severely than not at all. Um, well, they can always find somebody who's going to agree with what the state does. But it doesn't matter but, that this young man has no record. He has no uh, issues. He's been called in the article a good student yep. he's you know nice kid good student right he's known as a you know upstanding young man around the school that doesn't matter he's still getting charged with a misdemeanor because we've got to we've got to show everybody else that we're serious so we've got to set an example of this young young man the mom said that she didn't know that the kid had taken the uh, the the toy to school and i just you know i guess i <laughs> you know there's there's so many parents listening right now whose kids are in public school and I guess the I, I, I want to I want to give you the warning. Look, these people that run the school that your kid is at, you might believe it's the better one in your town or your mm-hmm. county or whatever. But these people are absolutely out of their gourds crazy. They, I mean, they're they're going to out to get your kid. They've they've taken a boys, an Eagle Scout and for a one and a half inch blade. Think about it for a second. A one and a half inch pocket knife that was in his car in a first aid kit. Right. In a first aid kit, and they um, they they suspended him, ruined his chances of getting into West Point or something. Uh, yep. He's still working on it or, or whatever. They're taking a, a seven-year-old with a toy Nerf gun, charging him with a misdemeanor. I know you don't think this can happen to you, America, but I'm telling you, this lady didn't think that could happen to her and her kid. She sent, you know, she sent her son to school just like normal. He was bringing a toy gun. He didn't shoot it at anybody. Nobody was hurt. No one was threatened with the gun. Uh, yep. The toy. I shouldn't shouldn't call it a gun. The toy. And man, I remember bringing when I was in it's high insane. school. I remember bringing a. Uh, there was one day where multiple people brought squirt guns to school, mm-hmm. just to you know, for the hell of it, right? Just it was toward the end of the school year, and brought some squirt guns in, and uh, I did get in trouble for for having the squirt gun in class and having it out in class and maybe using it in class, uh, but. <laughs> But all that happened to me was they called in some aide, you know, one of these people that it's their job to go around and drive a golf cart and do whatever bidding of the administrators. They called over one of the school aides to come and like. Is take this a me student? To- no. Okay. No, it's, a, it's a government bureaucrat. Uh, so the bureaucrat comes to take me to the principal's office and, you know, I don't know, something happened. I got a referral or whatever. But wow, the- they had golf carts at your school? It yeah. Was a fancy school. Yeah. <laughs> the, the aides didn't just have to walk. <laughs> I mean, some of them walked, I imagine, but uh, but my point being, all I got was a referral for that, and now it appears I would have been charged with a misdemeanor crime. I mean, it's just so crazy. And before you think for a moment, maybe maybe this is your first night listening to Free Talk Live, and you're thinking, well, this is this is this doesn't happen all over the place. This is just an isolated, ex, you know, incident. Listen a few more nights. <laughs> well, look, it wasn't more than a few weeks ago that we were talking about Texas. The whole state of Texas, where it is a regular occurrence, and by regular, I mean thousands upon thousands upon thousands of students every single year receiving criminal charges, misdemeanor class C charges for doing things like speaking in class out of turn and, you know, writing on their desks and whatever other nonsense that kids do when they're in school. One guy was, you know, flashing somebody on the bus with his buttocks. and. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, Good old-fashioned high school fun. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean, so Now it's sexual harassment. Across <laughs> it's the a, whole it, state. He'll probably get himself a sex charge and have to register for the rest of his life. This stuff is... Ha- you're you're, you're probably buttocks. not exaggerating. For buttocks. Right. For doing something that teenagers have done since time immemorial. And... This is happening all over the place in, at the very least, Texas. Now we are hearing that it's happening in New Jersey. So the real question is, is how widespread is this? How frequently are we seeing people of all ages? Because in Texas, it's happening from as young as four all the way up to the end of uh, school. These people are being charged with misdemeanor crimes for acting out in school. And it's just so crazy. And the best thing that you can do is get your kids the heck out. There is no other solution to this. You are not going to be able to change the school board by the time your kid gets out of school. So get your child out of the government education system. If you want to reduce the odds that they're going to graduate with a criminal record, you just should not have them there in the first place. 1-800-259-9231. But there's more because they're not just after your kids. They're after you as well. We'll tell you what happened to one mother regarding her son's attendance problems at school. 800-259-9231. You might be able to guess. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. Maybe you can tell us your story. Maybe you've got kids in school. Maybe you are currently in school. Maybe you're a teacher and you've seen some of this madness. Feel free to shed some light on it for us. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you like. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find on the site totally free. That's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for the AMP program there. You'll get perks like access to the AMP-only uh, the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Go get the details. Get signed up. Amp.freetalklive.com. If you like Taron Lupo's history pieces on the LCL report, then check out his new historical fiction novel, Pirates of Savannah. It's an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the Low Country. At its heart is a tale of prisoners, refugees, and society's casts off all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discover a path to liberty on the open seas. Go get uh, the PDF or you can get the audiobook at piratesofsavannahbook.com. It's free for you. If you really like it, give them, uh, you know, give them some support. It's piratesofsavannahbook.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Continue with your phone calls. Hot Rod Rod is in, I believe, New York. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hello, Hot Rod Rod. Hey, Mark, Ian, Dale, what's up? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, you know, this is this is just god-awful because I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, there was a lot of things I brought into school when I was a kid intentionally that were pretty bad, but even just inadvertently, I remember times where uh, things happened. Like one time, 
uh, we were doing a unit on radiation. I think this was in, like, you know, grade school, like sixth grade, seventh grade. So <clears throat> my dad hooked me up with one of these old World War II fighter pilot switches, mm. um, you know, that had the, they, they, back in those days, in order to get illumination, they coated them in radon paint in order so that they would nice. glow. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. And so <laughs> we, we had to bring in things that we thought would be radioactive so, so that we could measure <laughs> them. And so I, wow. I brought that in. And, you know, everybody else, they had their little Geiger counter, and they measured the first King's Kids thing, which was a rock, and it got, like, maybe, like, a point, I don't know, 10, whatever. Rads. And then some idiot brought in a plastic can. It got nothing. Then I took out my thing, and the guy measured it. <laughs> and the teacher, you well. know, you know, he was just like, whoa. It was like, it was gamma radiation. <laughs> he was like, holy crap. <laughs> so What have so I done? <laughs> he, he gives it back to me. Right? He's just like, okay, put this away and don't take this out again. <laughs> right after class, the bad seed of the class starts begging me to like just give it to him for a period. Mm-hmm. And of course, because I'm a young kid with no willpower, I'm like, okay, all right. And I give it to him. And then he goes off and just like next period, like terrorizes some girls by like poking the thing at them. Oh, man. And, you know, I got into serious trouble for that. But if this was like nowadays, I just imagine my whole life would be friggin' ruined. I yep. love I love how they asked you to bring things that you thought were radioactive to school. <laughs> you brought something that you thought was radioactive to school and it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Don't do the assignment too well. Right. <laughs> you weren't That's supposed right. to be able to find anything that was radioactive. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Anything else you want to get out there, uh, Hot Rod? No, I, I just wanted to commiserate with, with these kids' ordeal. I mean, I, I just think this is so terrible. I mean, it it's, it's beyond ridiculous. It's so awful. And it's just going to um, keep and, getting and worse. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate the story. Uh, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming out of Pittsburgh, KDKA uh, Radio reporting, uh, Mount Pleasant mother found herself doing time in jail because of her son's attendance problems at school. Jessica Heiser's son is a student at Rumbaugh University, excuse me, elementary school, not university. The school district filed a complaint with a magistrate after her son missed nine unexcused days in a single school year. She claims at in least, a year. That's it right. used to be it used to be nine uh, absences. And I don't know about unexcused or anything like that. At my school is nine per quarter. I think it was 18 per semester. You're allowed to miss. Well, the education these days, Mark, is so much better. It's yeah. really important for you to Those be kids there. are getting out. They know so much more than I did. There's a little bit of sarcasm yeah, yeah, the off United, those words. The United States uh, educational system has deteriorated yep. uh, since the, the, the 50s when we were the number one uh, educational system in the world. Oh, well, about the same time that the Department of Education got involved. That's the federal government. Yes. Uh, to be clear, she claims at least five of those day were, uh, days were spent in New York visiting family for the holidays. And she said, my kids get sick. Every child gets sick and you can't, you never know what's going to happen. So maybe I forgot to write an excuse, but I'm human. You know, I'm a mom and things happen. You've got three kids. You can't remember to write each excuse. She's probably got a lot on her hands. I mean, she's probably working at the same time as trying to take care of kids and, you know, get them to and from school and make sure that everything's taken care of, making lunches and whatever else things that, you know, moms typically do for their kids. She got busy and uh, her kids miss her child misses seven days or excuse me, nine days of school. So they demanded that she show up at court or pay a two hundred dollar fine. And she apparently did not show up uh, for court. 
however, did finally show up for a payment determination hearing and was then ordered to pay the fine in $45 increments. She said, I understand the fine part, but to go to jail because you bring your kids on vacation, you shouldn't have to do that, she said. She failed to make those payments in the last four months, and a bench warrant was issued January 6th. Sheriff came to her house the next day and took her to jail. So there you go. Can you imagine being the sheriff in that uh, circumstance, the deputy? Just doing my job, ma'am. Yeah, whatever. Come on. Put your hands behind your back. Yeah, You're I going think to jail. That's, that's, they have to shelter themselves with that all the time. I'm just doing my job. I don't make the laws. How many times do you hear him say that? I don't make the laws. Yep. It's my job to judge the laws, you know? Ma'am, you're, you're in arrears by $45. Uh, we're we're going to have to take you away from your kids. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And the problem is that uh, people don't realize this. Like, people don't understand. Oh, it's just a fine. No, no. When you don't pay the fine, that's when the cages come. That's when you get thrown and into the cage. And if you clink. resist going in the cage, that's when the guns come out. And if you resist the guns, then they shoot you with them. I mean, yeah. This is a violent system inherently, and everything the government does is backed up by violence. We've tried to explain this for years, and some people still don't get it. They still refuse to see the gun in the room, and this woman has been shown it. It has been made very clear to her. And the sad, one of the sad parts about this story is, the, again, the, the sad obedience and the docility of Americans. The, oh, the acceptance of guilt. Right. Oh, I broke the rules, That's right. and, and so I deserve that. I, I deserve this escalation of violence, starting with a fine, yeah. starting with an increase in the fine, followed by the letters, followed by the... Coming and arresting me and putting me in jail and so It's part on. of society. That's what that's the society we live in. Yeah, this is what we pay for civilization. Throwing people, separating people from their families for over 45 bucks. They're my public servants and that's what I want my public servants to do is to take me and away from my kids and, you know, charge me a bunch of money and then to put me in a cage because that's what service is about. Are you kidding me? It's nuts. Oh, by the way, there's a little bit more to the story. So she's taken to jail, and she says, I sat next to somebody who had three DWIs, and the other girl was charged with a robbery, and she said, well, why are you here? And I said, I brought my kids on vacation. Heiser only spent a few hours in jail before a friend paid her fine for her. Which is, of course, you know, what it's really all about. They just want your money. Yeah. They'd, they just want you to pay them for their services that you never asked for and that you had no idea you would become liable for. How many parents, when they send their kids to the government school, are aware of the fact that if their kid breaks enough rules, they, be, you know, they end up on the hook for hundreds of dollars in fines? How many people are aware of that? I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be as a parent. How many parents sit there and read through the, the, uh, the school regulations and the school handbooks and the things like that, all the various different tomes of uh, bureaucratic regulations that might apply to the government schools? Who makes themselves uh, aware of those things before they actually send their kids off to a government school? No, you don't do that. You're just told to which, which school to send your kids to. You, you know, you're instructed that, well, if you live in this district, then your kids go to this school. When you buy a house, it's, it, they tell you, you know, what school districts you're in. You rent the, a place from a landlord. You find out what school districts uh, they're in. And then the bus, you figure out from the newspaper or whatever where the buses come to pick the kids up you put put your kids on the damn bus and they go off to school that's about probably all the thought most people put into yeah. you know their kids going to it's school it's free babysitting uh, it seems yeah. free they've already paid for it right so, it's not free so now they've already paid for it so now it's like babysitting and they, you know and they have to work really hard to pay their property taxes that are paying for those schools so they sure as heck can't school their kids themselves or 
uh, or certainly is difficult. You know, you're, you're, you're paying for it and, and then just not partaking of it, you know. So they, they have to have them babysit their kids. And then they aren't giving much thought to it beyond that. Like, oh, I've got my kids out of my hair for eight hours today. What a relief. I can go do work and I can run an errand or two and then I can pick them up and, uh, you know, deal with them again. Yep. And as you, ma- as you might imagine, the comments in the story, as we talked about earlier, it's always easy to find some parents who will go along with what the school system is doing. And the comment section is full of people that are, you know, critiquing her. She's the problem. Well, She's if you don't. If they're not obeyed unquestioningly, then the structure will collapse and chaos will ensue. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We already have chaos. Look at this. Peaceful people are being put in cages because their kids are missing days of school. That's chaos to me. More coming up. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. Our two's on the way. Maybe you agree with this mother being caged. We'd love to hear from you. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. The main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. If you find something online that you think is pretty interesting, you want to share it with us and our listeners, you can just go to freetalklive.com, click the Submit Show Prep link, and then you can take whatever URL from the web that you think you want to share. You put it into our site, and it pops up, and then other people can vote as to whether they like or dislike your suggestion. The most liked make it to the front page and up toward the top of the website. Many more people get to put their eyes on it. So see what I mean and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. That's freetalklive.com. We opened up the show talking about generally in the first hour some issues revolving around young people and the government schools or – Maybe another way to put it is young people and their day prisons, because really government schools are, well, in many cases designed by the exact same people that design the prisons, believe it or not. Well, I don't know that it entirely matters, but I mean, think about it. It's an institution where you go. Um, you're not allowed to leave. It used to be that the kids would go away for lunch and stuff like that, but they've often gotten rid of that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I imagine there's probably been some incidences that have occurred. Uh you know, you try to leave. They'll come after you. It's it, what? What do you think it is? It's a. It sounds like a prison. It. I think it's closer to a. a, a it's it's low a, security prison. It, it's a babysitting service for parents. Well, I mean, some of them they have. But now they're using barbed uh, wire on the fence. Yeah, it's also. I think it's more than anything. What they're teaching the kids is obedience to 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 conform and yeah. to be obedient. Uh, to to fit in and not be an individual. Don't think for yourself. You know, for God's sake. Do not think for yourself. Right. You're certainly on a strict regimen of what you're learning, of what you're learning. And it's, um, you know, it's the same thing. All the kids are learning the exact same thing. There's, you know, for the most part, there's very little variation in that. 
And uh, it's it's really just teaching you to conform and to be like everybody else yeah, and, and to fit into a role that, that governments and that powerful, you know, governments and the people that the governments work for is teaching you to fill certain roles for them so that you can be a cog in that machine that they need you to to perform. Yeah, that's pretty much it. In fact, speaking of the cog in the machine filling those uh, those roles, they uh, I think it was John Taylor Gatto, who was the New York State uh, Teacher of the Year for Maybe it was more than one year. I don't know, but he was, you know, awarded. One year named. It's it's a huge achievement. Yeah, and he has been speaking out for a long time against the government school system and revealing it for what it really is, which is exactly what Dale just pointed out, and that is that, you know, it's a system that is designed to create unthinking, not so critical uh, people who can fill a role, like they're they're educated enough to where they can run a cash register or or whatever. I mean, whatever the the job is that they need to do but they're not they're not educated enough to step outside of the rat race to uh to become entrepreneurial well, it's, to take risks it's different to learn things than it is to learn critical thinking so i mean you know one thing that the the public school doesn't want you to learn is critical thinking because if you learn critical thinking you're going to ask questions about well the public school system the government system people the the, the your, your employer Really, largely, what they want—the you know those those that are in power, those that have set up systems like this—they want people to do what they're told. Whether it's an employee, whether it's a citizen, whatever it is, do what you're told. Don't think about it. If you think about it, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, you're worker bees. Then. Worker bees. Worker bees. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So there's more uh, kind of related story, Mark. You're going to tell us about a young man and a football jersey here in a moment, what happened to him at school because of that. But first, to the phones and your thoughts. You're certainly welcome to share them, your school uh, experiences, maybe as a student or teacher or uh, as a parent. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Brian calling from his living room. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey. Um, so what, are there three of you guys? Tonight, there are, right sir, yes. T- tonight there three. are. All right. Uh, I'm hoping I could have a little discussion with you for a couple minutes. Uh, maybe you have a lot of stuff to do, but uh, you were kind of short with the callers before, and I was trying to have some dialogue with you guys to really comprehend maybe where you're coming from, because I'm not sure if I, I'm pretty sure I disagree on some fundamental things. Okay. All right. What but, part? Uh, What's, what I, part? Go ahead. I agree with you guys on a lot, and then you go off on stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. You, in the last segment, were referring to, and in, even in this segment, uh, when you guys recently just said something about the system uh, that they've set up, I think was somebody said. Uh, and yeah. the last segment was there was some dialogue of uh, condemning this mother because she, you know, didn't send her child to daycare enough. Huh? What? Which, uh, I think is aberrant that we she did was. not condemn this mother at no, all. No, you didn't. You didn't. She was in a in, allegedly in a court of law. Right. Uh, a, a last segment for those that were not tuned in. A mother has been put in a jail cell because her son missed nine days of school. Right. I'm sorry. I meant daycare, like you guys were referring to it. It is. Unfortunately, it has come to that. Public school is basically free daycare for uh, taxpayers. Right. And not um, taxpayers. But what what my contention was is that you guys seemed to be suggesting that that was the fault of the Republican form of government that we're supposed to, I guess, have guaranteed, uh, and the police state that's really been uh, amongst us for decades. 
So I just want to. I don't think anybody mentioned any kind of republic comment or anything like that. This is, as you pointed out, a police state. Whatever what we have, you can call it what you want. Yeah, I mean, some would call it a democracy, some would call it a republic. I think that's you know really it's it's irrelevant. What matters is that there are men and women who are seeking power over others. Uh, That's that's the issue here, and they are wielding power over others. People who are peaceful, like this woman who you know did not harm anybody. She did not uh, cause you know any damage to anyone, and she was put in a cage. Right, but you, okay, and I, I agree with what you said. But uh, you know, allegedly, you know, words on paper only. But those words on paper are supposed to, you know, protect our rights of, say, due process, which we're clearly deprived of. Words on paper, you know, like state and federal constitution. Okay. Well, she was she was given her due process. She, uh, um, you know, she's going. To, she's going to. No, have, she wasn't. She was. She, she had. She pled out, right? She didn't plea out. She did not go to court and was well, then sentenced to paying fines, and she did not pay the fines. So what's right. what's not due process about that? Well, if she could have been taken and imprisoned, there should have been a criminal problem, right? Well, she, she was uh, given her. She was given her trial. She didn't go to it. Uh, what do you do with somebody that you don't do? You issue a bish, uh, who doesn't show up. You ish, issue a bench warrant, right? Right. Well, See, here, it, here's here's the point that I'd like to make. You have the republic that you're talking about. We have it today. This is the government that the Constitution brought us to. This is it. You know what it looks like. You know what the government the Constitution brings because we have it today. That's that's not a constitutionally valid um, event. That's your interpretation. That's You get to it. You see, the Constitution in it gives uh, appellate jurisdiction to the Supreme Court. Is that correct? Yes. Answer yes. Okay. Well, the, the state... <laughs> The state was probably the party in the first place, so they would be anyway. It, it doesn't matter that the appellate, consti- the appellate jurisdiction of the Constitution of the United States belongs to the Supreme Court. What that means is, is if the Constitution said that the sky is plaid, then the sky is plaid, okay? Until the Supreme Court says, oh no, plaid means chartreuse, at which point the sky then becomes chartreuse, because the Supreme Court said it. Now, you can read it, and it says plaid, but it's actually chartreuse. Because the Supreme Court gets to interpret the Constitution, and you don't matter. And you can stomp your when feet all you want about question. your... You can stomp your feet about what you believe the Constitution means, and you might actually be right as opposed to you know what they say, but uh, it doesn't matter what you and I think about it. It matters what they say, and it matters what the men with guns are willing to do to back them up. All right, well, you know, you're also speaking to the fact that we have pretty much two things that I perceive to um, kind of convince people that a particular path might be better, and that would be reason or force, right? Uh, Do we have other choices? Those are good ones. Yeah, I like reason. I like uh, persuasion. Right, but do we have other but then reason or choice or reason or, or force? That's, that's pretty much. I can't think of anything. I think you're misdirecting here. I think you're redirecting away from the constitutional, uh, uh, you know, situation. But it's, let's go. It's fine. No, yeah. I think no, 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 no. Because she did not have to. Well, actually, maybe she did. Was she, was she under compelled performance? Did she already contract with that entity? Well, no one contracts, sir. I'm sure she signed a piece of paper in order to go to that school, nobody, right? Nobody contracts knowingly uh, with a meeting of the minds with the government. It's very rare that that happens. Who would, who would write, sign a contract that says, oh, yeah, throw me in jail? Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Anytime you sign something with the state, it's very unlikely that you are aware of all of the rules that they're going to enforce upon you. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? 
I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the various features you'll find there. Free listening options. We've got them. Live streams around the clock. Latest episode of Free Talk Live airing 24-7. Plus, you can listen in broadband or dial-up. Plus, uh, in addition to that, you've got the listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in uh, that way. All of that is free for you, unless, of course, you have to pay for long distance, in which case you'd be paying for long distance. But otherwise, it's a, it's a free call. It doesn't cost anything to use the service. The details are there at listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also learn about our webcam and, in addition to that, our free satellite channel and our 93 radio stations from, uh, from coast to coast that air the show. And by the way, just got a new agreement from a radio station today. I can't say which one, but it's coming soon. We'll let you know. Got a brand new one starting up on Saturday in one of the Dakotas. Uh, we'll tell you more about that. All right. So uh, 800-259-9231. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. And by the way, I mentioned the webcam. That's brought to you by Memory Dealers. Yeah, Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers including Cisco 3Com Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They have customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. It's in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's memorydealers.com. All right, let's continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. And ladies, come first. So let's talk to Chloe, listening in Arizona. Chloe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, welcome. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I uh, when you were talking about uh, schools not teaching critical thinking, it sort of triggered back memories when I was in high school, and any time I tried to do something outside of the, the guidelines of what we were supposed to learn, I was actually sort of uh, belittled or actually scolded for not staying within those guidelines. A lot of times you think about what you learned in history class, well, you were just sitting there trying to learn the dates and regurgitate them for the test, not necessarily thinking about uh, why certain historical events happened and mm-hmm. what were the, the triggers. And it seems like a lot of that is, is missing in our schools today, and it's been missing for a very long time. And oftentimes when I've talked to people about why there's a lack of of critical thinking. I've had some folks tell me that it all harkens back to the fact that our school system was set up as a factory, and again, during the 1930s to 1950s, trying to set up a a system that was like a factory so that when kids graduated, they could go work at factories. If you look at everything from the whistleblowing to... Um, the, the structured day, it's all tied to teach you how to work in a factory setting, which obviously doesn't fit into 
our world anymore. No, certainly not. And that's typical of the government to be so behind the times as far as the the economy has advanced significantly well, and government the school, school is still as is. Think about the school year for a second. It's designed around harvest. So the kids are off during the summer. At least yeah. this is what I've been told. I don't know that. I've I, heard this too. I, I heard harvest was in the the the, the, the uh, winter. Maybe maybe it requires more work during the summer. I don't know. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not harvest that you do the most amount of work. But as I understand, the school year is based around the agrarian li- lifestyle. <laughs> the, they needed the kids helping out around the farm, especially in the summer. That's when I you know. Well, like, here in Arizona. Here, here in Arizona, the reason we're not in school during the summer is because of the high electric bills. So that's how we get away from it. It's better for the parents to pay for the high electric bills in their house, cooling the house for their kids, than it is for the state to be doing that. One of the I see best. during the summer. That makes some sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd think they'd do the opposite up here in New England, but they don't. <laughs> well, again, it's just it's, the government has no incentive to innovate. The government has no incentive to you know, come up with new ideas as uh, society develops around it. It's still you know building roads out of the same old crap it's been building roads out of, and it's still doing schooling the same old way it's been doing schooling for you know decades upon decades. And people could go to JohnTaylorGatto.com to learn more about the man we talked about earlier. And Chloe, anything else you want to share tonight? No, I think it's uh, very important for the libertarian community to really start thinking about the next generation. And I know at least uh, my husband and I are planning on homeschooling our kids, and uh, I would encourage others to start uh, thinking about that path as well. It's it's certainly an interesting path, and it will almost always results in your uh, children being far better educated, especially there's the also the unschooling option where you just kind of let them decide on what they want to learn and let them pursue what they're interested in. And One of the things that we were talking about at dinner tonight was, as I mentioned earlier, we were meeting up with some, some locals, uh, people that have just moved here actually from Hawaii as part of the Free State project uh they had a, a young child mark by about two years old yours mm-hmm. is almost coming up on three actually his was yeah just a little over two and uh, mine's just a little under three yeah and uh so you know these are two young people that are likely going to be homeschooled and it's nice to be here in new hampshire where you've got uh, other people that are also interested in homeschooling to get together and do things like homeschooling groups which can result in uh, different parents with different expertise maybe being available to the kids to you know teach them something about what, what it is that they do or what they're experts at and you know, there's there field are, trips. There are a lot of uh, tools out there. Whether you know, parents are, are great. Some other parents and other school groups is great. But there's a lot of tools out there. A lot of curriculum, uh, and mostly what you need to teach kids is how to do basic math, how to do uh, how to read, and then after that, they can kind of figure it out on their own what it is that they want to learn and what they don't want to learn mm-hmm. and so much of the stuff that uh, you know you learned in high school i don't I, I don't use on a daily basis i'm not saying that it's not uh, valuable that i learned some stuff in biology uh but you know you the whether or not somebody knows that isn't going to indicate whether they're going to be successful in life or not most of the but things, ultimately ultimately what you want kids to to know is how to problem solve. Yep. And I think that's the other key element that's missing in, in a lot of people in today's society is that they have a problem. How do you go about solving the, the issue? What are the resources that you need? And, and again, if, um, if, if the schools aren't teaching that, then parents really need to step up and uh, teach their kids as well. We talk about return on investment uh, how much time and effort are people investing in their kids? We know the school system isn't doing it. 
um, it's it's up to that individual responsibility to step up and fill that gap that the school system isn't. No doubt care. about it. I'm, I'm curious, Chloe. I know that uh, that you and Nick are uh, Nick's your husband, and you guys are the guy the uh, the folks that do the Cop Block uh, podcast, which is really great stuff. It's a once a week podcast that kind of fills folks in on what's going on with corrupt cops and some of the just the madness around the surrounding the police state um you guys have been doing that for a little while and of course we were airing those those over at lrn.fm um are you guys planning on come up to uh to new hampshire maybe to uh, check out the pork fest definitely we we have our tickets for for pork fest Great. we plan on uh going up there and participating in a lot of the activities at the agorist valley so we're we're getting ready to uh display and hopefully sell some of the some of our wares so we're definitely excited about that and hopefully doing some cup block uh podcasts while we're on the road that is fantastic we'll look forward to uh to seeing you there and thank you for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you lots of homeschooling types are going to be at the porcupine freedom festival are they ever uh so 800-259-9231 there's just a whole track of stuff to do with kids and and get the kids involved and families and doing you know meeting up there's like a potluck thing and all kinds of stuff i haven't even seen the list of uh, the rundown but i know they're working hard on that there's there's somebody that's coordinating the the whole family section of pork fest yep uh so you can go to porkfest.com to learn more about that more coming up you take control this is free talk live this Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Lil Drums. Every bit as fun as a full-size Nestle drumstick cone and definitely cuter. Visit us at drumstick.com. Vacations are all about family time, but you don't have to leave home to have fun. Take one weekend a month and devote it to family activities. Pull out the board games and puzzles, serve up some treats, or have a picnic. Even without leaving home, you'll feel like you've really had some time away. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. You want 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on that site free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. And we do it for free at freetalklive.com. You'll get stuff like archives. Maybe you've missed a moment of the show. Just click and download. It's right there on the front page of the website, right there at the top. You get the last week's worth, and then you click into the archive section, and that'll take you all the way back to late 2006. So get on over to freetalklive.com and grab as many of those archives as you want. And remember, the archives are brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that web portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll get your first month of hosting completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, we're going to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Coming up, we'll also let you know about the uh, young man and his football jersey and what happened to him at government school since we've kind of been on the government school's kick here so far tonight. Uh, but first, we go to McFall, listening in Pennsylvania on the amp lines. Hello, McFall. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, last night, uh, you had JJ, I believe, was not your co-host. That's correct. And he described himself as an anarchist to uh, somebody who called in towards the end of the show, and that prompted a discussion about 
the advantages and disadvantages of uh, self-describing as, as anarchists. Yes, the inevitable discussion that we've had so many times in this program. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm familiar with your position about it. Um, you know, for those who didn't listen last night, basically it's a negative uh, position that you're against something and you'd rather describe yourself as for something. And there's also the uh, the kind of iconoclasm and, uh, you know, the image associated with it of, of bearded people throwing round bombs with fuses coming out of the top and stuff like that. Well, yeah, there's a pop culture uh, understanding around what an anarchist is. And even if that is incorrect, it is widely held. And attempting to combat that, I think, is an effort in futility. Well, I kind of agree that you can't really uh, combat the popular image of it. But in my personal life, here's what I've run into. Somebody asked me what I believe, and the deeper we go, the more... Um, you know, the more against government I appear, and no matter how pro-liberty or pro-whatever I describe myself, I always end up with them saying to me, well, boy, you sound like an anarchist. Mm-hmm. And then what am I supposed to say there? <laughs> well, I guess I'm the answer not. is, yeah, I'm not an anarchist. I wouldn't describe myself in that manner, and I think it's inaccurate. Um, the you know, an, an anarchist is a person who doesn't believe that there should be any rules or rulers. I'm of the opinion that people well, should be able to just... <laughs> Uh, well, technically it's not no rulers right right well no, not, no, no I, i'm not talking about technical right. i'm not you know the, the technical definition of things isn't what you're dealing with if you're dealing with a technical definition then you shouldn't be talking to amateurs when you're talking to amateurs you have to talk their language mm-hmm. can, can you talk to them without the use of labels because that's the problem with labels is that everyone is there they tend to have different meanings to different people I don't mind well, using a label. I, I I don't mind using a label like voluntarist because then you know maybe they'll go out and learn something about it, or or they won't have any preconceived notions about it. I think labels can do what you're saying, Dale. But at the on the other hand, if you've got a label that's I use the unfamiliar, label voluntarist, and some guy said, well. Don't you think people ought to get paid for the work they yeah, do? That's yeah, one yeah, it's one of the problems got, with it. It's got a, it, it does have a problem, but it's it's not nearly as big as the problem, as far as I'm concerned, that uh, that it's goes along with anarchist or anarcho-capitalist. Right, better than someone thinking you are. Or, what caught me, what the thing about it was we had a conversation for, for a long period of time, and I thought he got what I was saying, because I tried mm-hmm. to explain... You know that it's that it's about peace. It's about not using violence to coerce people. It's that all interactions are voluntary. And when you say all interactions are voluntary, then people immediately think of uh, volunteer work, yeah. and that means you're not getting paid. And so that's that has a connotation attached to it. I didn't think of this as I was talking to him, and he made a comment right at the end, right before he walked away, and I realized, oh my god, he totally misunderstood everything I just said yeah. to him. Mm. Well, it's better than him thinking oh. you're a violent bomb thrower, I suppose. I. Yeah. Now he thinks I'm a socialist that doesn't think doesn't believe in money. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so go ahead, well, uh, McFall. So I, I agree with uh, with Dale that avoiding labels or at least um, not immediately applying a label to yourself is important. But what I've noticed um, is that if I don't describe myself with a label, then there's no reason for me to be afraid of using the word because if I describe what I believe and find that we have a lot of common ground, and it's somebody that that knows me and trusts me. Or you know somebody that you know that we have a good relationship with each other. Then when I say I'm an anarchist, it's not like they back away in fear. It's like their eyebrows go up and they say, "Well, you know, don't you you know believe in order?" And I say, "Yeah." And that's and, a very good point. Yeah, right. I mean, describe it, 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 where you describe yourself first before you apply any labels, and then when you do apply a label, you've already dispelled a lot of the attachment to the word. Right. I have less of a problem with a 
person who isn't on the radio or or doesn't have some kind of uh, you know venue from which they preach, whether it's a blog or uh, you know a YouTube channel or whatever it is, uh, those pe- people that are that are talking to people that cannot un- communicate back to them that there is no response to. If you're looking somebody in the eye and you have and you know this person, you've communicated with them on a regular basis, they do not think you're insane already. And exactly. then you decide to use this term anarchist, which I think is inaccurate, and I think it's a poor term, and it doesn't describe what I think or feel. Um, but if you decide to use that term, I can see why you do it. But I don't think it's the accurate term. I think that it's – I think it is a misrepresentation because it doesn't mean that to people. It means something else. There are anarchists out there. The people who wrote the Zeitgeist movie – Ta-da! They're anarchists. Those people believe that society should be reformed into cities that are, you know, 50,000 people in concentric circles, that we should do away with money, that I and my, um, you know, commune should train se- should trade seven grain bread into you and your commune for your brown eggs. Well, I don't know if they would be <laughs> described as anarchists, Mark. Um, you're talking about the... the That's what anarchists well, Anarchist, anarchist is a, actually a... A broad term. It is a very broad and, term, and and so it, it really encompasses so much that that you really there's no point in saying it because it, you you have to keep talking anyway. You it, have to then clarify. Well, what kind of an anarchist? What, what do you it, mean by that? Weren't the anarchists in Spain and what Patagonia or something that were over there for a couple of years? Didn't they go without money until everybody was starving to death? It, if it, you don't have a medium of exchange, everybody dies. I mean, yeah. I mean, money is a good tool, and it's silly to go without it. And but the the thing is, if you say anarchist uh it is a broad term you still have to clarify where you're from and everything but but a, another part of it is that anarchist is an it is it is expressing something that you don't believe in and that's not and that's not necessarily a very good persuasive tool because obviously positive messages are more persuasive than negative ones but it is accurate because in the th- in the sense of it's just like saying well if you say tell someone you're an atheist that is you're talking about something in a world where most people have a religion, and it's almost a given that everyone has some kind of religion. And if you say, no, no, I, I just don't believe in religion, well, that, well what, does the, what is the atheist religion then? No, no, no. It's the lack of religion. It's the lack of religion. No, well, you know, they, they, it's going to take a while to process that. It, it is a me, the meaning... The I'm not meaning an atheist. Of the word I don't know what you're is, talking about. Well, I'm not either, but, the, but I'm just saying that the meaning <laughs> but, of... But I don't think that that makes any sense. But but the point is, atheism is is a lack of something, is a lack of something that most people have. Like most people have a belief in something, and you're saying I don't have one of those beliefs, and so that's what it means. So, it, it's 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 not. And then, but but the the temptation in a world where most people have some kind of religion is to figure out what your religion is. But to call yourself an, an I, I see where you're coming from, and I understand, and I agree. <laughs> and that's why we say anarchist. Well, it's just the lack of a certain. But thing, the but, problem is, <laughs> the atheist is pretty pretty well defined. That's the you know not not believing in theism, not believing in a. a now a it is. If you said sort. you were atheist at a certain point, people thought you were a devil worshiper, worshiper or something. They're like, why have you rejected God? Like, I don't believe in God. How can I reject him? Well, that may be you know? <laughs> that may be true based on you know the, the ignorance of the people you're talking to, and certainly we're still talking about people that are ignorant of the term anarchist. But at the same time, at least with atheists, you don't have other atheists going out there starting churches and having, you know, doing <laughs> things. Like with anarchists, you've yeah. got people going around advocating for their own government, just not the current government. Your right. suggestion here is is that the people that are defining themselves as anarchists get to, to define the word anarchist, and I would disagree. I think a word is described by the, the common use 
usage of it. I didn't so therefore, that. Yeah, you were saying that the technical the technical term that, uh, that they were ignorant, the people using the term were ignorant, and that's not so. People using the term are right. Anarchists are wrong. More coming up here. Thanks, McFall. It's free talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, FreeTalkLive.com. If you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, maybe you like the fact that we give you the website for free and you want to you know, give a little back, you're certainly welcome to do so. And you don't have to do anything really that different. You're probably going to shop over at Amazon. I mean, it's the world's largest internet retailer. They sell virtually anything you can think of, dozens of categories. The one thing that we ask that you do is start your shopping at Amazon through our affiliate links. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com to get access. Whether you're in the U.S., in Canada, in uh, Germany, or in the U.K., uh, you can shop through Amazon, and a portion of the sale will go to Free Talk Live. If you start your shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. So do that. Shop.freetalklive.com. We appreciate it. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls about anything you want, 800-259-9231. Back to the issue of schools and just the madness of their policies, zero tolerance, etc. This one's not even zero tolerance, Mark. This one's just stupid. <laughs> it certainly is. This is it's kind of old. Um it's not the the newest story. This was uh, from January the 14th, so it's a couple of weeks old. And this was back when uh the Seattle Seahawks were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um and this story is about a boy who wore a Steelers jersey to school and he got sent home. It's from SeattlePI.com out of Tacoma, Washington. A 13-year-old student at Tacoma's Truman Middle School just wanted to show his team spirit when he wore a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey to his school's Seahawks Appreciation Day on Friday. (laughs) School administrators sent uh, Grendon uh, Bailey home saying his choice of clothing was inappropriate and that Seahawks wow. t-shirts or colors <laughs> were the only exception outside of the school's uniform uh, strict uh, normal uh, normal school uniform strict dress code so you could wear Seattle Seahawks wear Incredible. you could wear your uniform but you can't wear Steelers wear wow so he uh, said that the seventh grader says he feels it was unfair to the school to, to single him out for punishment simply because he and his family are Steelers fans and not Seahawks fans not everyone's a Seahawks fan, so if they got to wear their team stuff, then I should too, says Grendon. But the school district says Grendon right. and all other students were warned on Thursday that anyone who didn't want to wear a Seahawks colors uh, should wear their normal school uniform, which is limited mm. to certain styles and colors of clothing. So they, because they were You're warned, comply. because they were warned of a uh, of a stupid and unfair rule, then it's okay. Mm, apparently. So, in fact, Grendon admits that he specifically asked the school's vice principal the day before if he could wear a Steelers jersey, and was told <laughs> that he could not because it was Seahawks Spirit Day. Spirit Day. That's this, insubordination, son. <laughs> this boy came in a different color, a different team. May as well team. just come up, come up to school in comic colors. <laughs> <laughs> and he was asked if he didn't want to participate in the Seahawks Colors Day, then he could wear his uniform. Uh, said 
said the Tacoma School District spokesperson, Stacy Flores, who somehow manages to sleep every single night. Grendon's dad, Staunton B. Bailey Sr. says that this is important. It's teaching kids that they need to conform. It's crazy. He says his son and the whole family are diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and his son felt that he should be able to show his team spirit like the other students at his school. I didn't force him to do it. I said I'd stand behind him if he wanted to do it. And this morning I gave him the choice, Staunton said. He said that, uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to wear? I'm wearing my Steelers stuff, is what he said. Grendon's dad also said he'd send his son to school with a uh, note explaining the boy's decision so he would not get in trouble. But school officials refused to even read it. He was immediately told that he had to leave and change his clothes or face an in-school suspension for the day. And what did he do? Uh, Grenton said his dad picked him up at school after the officials refused to let him attend the classes <laughs> in the Steeler regalia. The uh, Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers are facing the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC playoffs wow. this weekend. So I, I imagine that uh, the Baileys here are feeling a little bit better because, well, the Steelers are in the Super Bowl and the Seattle Seahawks are sitting at home watching it on a big screen TV. Eat it, douchebags! Right, you know, like, <laughs> but this is just so dumb. It's, it's retarded. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's just retarded. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I started to say retarded, but then I was like, "Oh, I'm going to offend somebody." Yeah, I still do that though. I just like reflexively yeah, say retarded. And I, yeah, well, that's a gay habit you've got. Uh, is it okay? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It is dumb. You're right. Now, zero tolerance is pretty dumb too, and this is like taking dumb to another uh, another level of absurdity. Now, by the way, I don't like the idea of having school uniforms either. I think that uh, it. Clearly, this is a, a great example of how the school uniform has led to total dependency on this idea of uniformity. And, you know, if you break from the ranks and wear a Steelers jersey, then uh, you're a problem child. I don't have a problem with school uniforms. Um, you know, when, when they I, I don't have a problem with school uniforms. The problem I have is with public school. So if a school wants to have uniforms, fine. If a school doesn't want to have uniforms, Well, if it's a private school, right? I mean, then you've chosen to go to a school with uniforms. Otherwise, it's been forced upon you. You've chosen to send your kid there. I don't think your kid really necessarily chooses. um, That's the nature of being a kid. And as we've pointed out, private schools are public schools mostly because they're they're under so much regulation that they, they have to conform to so many things that public schools do that they're practically public schools anyway. So personally, from my standpoint, I probably wouldn't go with the uniform uh, situation simply because I want my child to be able to grow into what he wants to grow into. And I think that that requires a certain level of uh, of liberalness around how they conduct themselves and what they wear and things like that. I can tell you that I'll give him my opinion on the clothes that he's going to wear. No butless chaps to school. Right. You know, okay. <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> gotta say, I'm an ethnic conservative, right? Hey, I, yeah. I got a real dude. Problem. I would let my kid wear buttless chaps to school. Okay, I, I don't I, know what you think of me, but I, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying, I'm not would, saying but, I'll never wear them, but I, you know, <laughs> it, he can wear them. He just has to be 18 years old or older. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think I would allow a certain level of uh, of experimentation in the area of uh, wearing clothes. Where else does a kid get, uh, you know, exposure, public exposure? You know, I, I'm, my kid, I, I, you know, I I can't imagine taking them to the mall. Maybe he would want to do that. Going to the mall and hanging out with friends. Will that even exist in 20 years? 15 years? That's a good question. It's it's dying now. Malls, malls really are, are dying all over the place. <laughs> malls, are, malls the, the, the retail shopping in malls is down double digits. I mean, you're crazy to go and buy things at the mall. <laughs> They're so expensive. The only things left there are uh, jewelry stores. 
So your thoughts are what appear to be 15-year-old prostitutes. (laughs) (laughs) 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, yeah, I I tend to agree with you, Mark. It's the government schools that are the, the, the main problem here. And just look at the levels of absurdity they have gone to. They are charging teenagers charging children seven-year-old earlier tonight a seven-year-old charged with a misdemeanor all across texas children as young as four five and six years old and as old as you know 17 charged with criminal acts around their school system in in the state of texas new jersey charging uh, kids with criminal acts it's and now this where you can't wear a steelers jersey on a, a school day where it's devoted to football it's just so crazy 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of these airwaves. In other news, New York City is back at it. You thought they'd banned smoking from just about everywhere. Well, apparently there are a few more places to go, (laughs) including city parks, beaches, and all pedestrian plazas. CBS New York reporting that smokers have just one message for Mayor Michael Bloomberg and city council members. But out of our business, we're outside. We should have the freedom to smoke, according to City Hall Park smoker Harvey Forbes. By a vote of 36 to 11 on Wednesday, the city council approved a bill to ban smoking in all city parks. And we'll tell you more about it here in a little bit. But let's talk to Joe listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Joe. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind tonight? Hey man, it's that whole that whole uniform thing, man. Don't you know? Every time I think about school uniforms, I, I just can't erase the image of uh, the Hitler Youth mm. and uh, you know, like the uh, Chinese communists. You know, yeah, all wearing the same color, little, all lined yeah, up. Yeah, and their little uh, little elementary school kid mm-hmm. doing the, that that slanted C Kyle, you know, that the ends of the you know, the, the ends of the forehead. You know, you know. Th- there's an interesting picture of Amer- uh, the, the the Pledge of Allegiance was created by a National Socialist here in the United States, um, a Christian Socialist, but yeah, okay, um, yeah, whatever. The this guy created the salute to the flag, and that salute was very similar to the Nazi salute. And it's interesting. There are pictures of American children, not wearing uniforms, <laughs> um, standing in their classroom with the big, straight-armed Roman rays, Roman salute. Yes, the Roman salute. Yeah, yeah at, the, at the flag. And it's very, it's disturbing. It was only after World War II or whatever that they changed this over to the hand, to the heart, hand over the heart thing. Are you serious? I'm, oh, yeah. I wouldn't tell you a lie. Absolutely the truth. You know what, Joe? I don't know if you had enough time. You're certainly welcome to hang through the news if you'd like. Yeah. Hang on. We'll bring it back. Do a Google image search for, uh, for Rex Curry's got it. At, I think it's rexcurry.net. I believe uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of those pictures. He is, uh, it's kind of a weird website. I mean, it's put together like 1996 style, but hey, he's got the pictures. You know, it's a picture, right? <laughs> More coming up. You take control. Hour three is on the way. And bring up anything. I'm not seeing it there now. Anyway, they're out there. It's free talk live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Still plenty of uh, stuff here to talk about tonight, but of course your phone calls are the primary elements, and I believe Joe is still with us. Joe, are you there in Indy listening to WXNT? Yes, I am. I'm still here. I'm still here. All right, so welcome back. Uh, we told you something. You'd called in to comment on the whole school uniform aspect uh, that we were discussing last hour, for those just tuning in. And, uh, and Mark, you kind of took us off on a slight tangent, which is, I think is a very eye-opening tangent for a lot of people, because they don't teach you this in government school. Yeah, you'll never get this one. They don't teach you that originally, when the Pledge of Allegiance was written, and it was written by a socialist, uh, the P- Pledge of Allegiance, which is nothing more than socialist indoctrination, state worship, state-loving indoctrination. Right. there's no other country that has a pledge to the flag. That uh, that it was written by this man who essentially wasn't it his brother that was actually like a flag salesman. I thought that Francis Bellamy himself now, was a flag salesman. Isn't it? I, my my understanding is that he I, he is a socialist, I believe, but he wasn't a. I don't. Well, I'm not sure that he was a, a national socialist. I thought it no, was he was a his, Christian socialist. As, okay, is my understanding. And that it was his sister later who was a, a Nazi or something that. The uh, Bellamy salute is what we're talking about. Uh, The Pledge of Allegiance came along with a certain hand gesture that uh, young people were demanded of that they had to make uh, in order to say the pledge. And it was an outstretched hand high up in the air, as in the fascist uh, salute. And it's called the Bellamy Salute. You can go to Wikipedia and look for Bellamy Salute. And there are pictures uh, there that will show you American school children doing a fascist salute to the American flag. And it's you know it's a real shocker. And by the way, the uh, Wikipedia entry about the the Roman salute, which is what the Bellamy salute is essentially based on, uh, says that on October twelfth, eighteen ninety two, the Bellamy salute was demonstrated as the hand gesture to accompany the pledge of allegiance in the United States. The inventor of the saluting gesture was James Upham, a junior partner and editor of the Youth's Companion. Bellamy, the man who wrote the pl- uh, the pledge, recalled Upham upon reading the pledge, came into the posture of the salute, snapped his heels together and said, now up there is the flag. I come to salute. As I say, I pledge allegiance to my flag. I stretch out my right hand and keep it raised while I say the stirring words that follow. Because of the similarity between the Bellamy salute and the Nazi salute that emerged in the 1920s in Germany, President Franklin Roosevelt instituted the hand over the heart gesture to be rendered by civilians during the pledge instead of the Bellamy salute. So there's a little history lesson for you on that one, Joe. It's pretty shocking, huh? Absolutely. Let me tell you something. But I'm not surprised. I mean, national socialism, you can actually trace to this country anyway. Oh, yeah. This is the I mean, this is the birthplace of fascism. You're right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, with Sanger and, uh, oh, yikes. What was the guy's name that Goebbels uh, admired because of uh, his uh, ability uh, to mold propaganda? Good question. Uh, oh, Kind of remember, I, I you know. But it was an American, is what you're saying. He admired it. Yeah, absolutely, American. absolutely. I mean, some of the most horrible, unfortunately, some of the most horrible uh, things have uh, come out of our country. You know, uh, Planned Parenthood and uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a Sanger. minute, P- Planned Parenthood is horrible. Absolutely, Margaret Sanger was was a uh, 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 racist. What's just curious? I mean, I understand people have problems with Planned Parenthood. I I don't know. I'm, I'm not in. I don't go there myself. But uh, but then again, I'm not planning 
to have children, and I've already got a vasectomy, so it doesn't matter. But uh, what's the what's the objection with Planned Parenthood? I'm just curious. Well, just saying her her whole thing. It was all about eugenics, you know. Yeah, and the whole eugenics movement. And uh, if you okay. look at it, even today, even today, you want to find the abortion clinics. You want to find Planned Parenthood. They're usually in uh, black and brown communities. You go and uh, uh, you don't find them in uh, uh, in upscale communities. Now, there's uh, one right here in my neighborhood, um, so maybe you're, maybe you're incorrect about that. There's one here in the neighborhood that I live in, and it is not, you know, it's not a poor neighborhood um, here in Keene, New Hampshire. And New Hampshire is predominantly white. There's, there's so it would some be difficult to find the black neighborhood in New it's, Hampshire. It, yeah, there's not really a, there is no such, there's really no such thing as a black neighborhood. There are black people in New Hampshire, but there's not really a neighborhood like that in New Hampshire, and so it's it doesn't fit that stereotype i you know i understand that what you're saying that you know maybe the original foundation of uh, planned parenthood was that and indeed that you know some people say the original founder of uh, what was it uh it was a car company of some sort not, not, I'm ford? not, not ford ford was a socialist too but don't they say bad things about volvo or something like that that volvo was tied to nazi money i don't know you're talking it's, about mercedes-benz but maybe mercedes-benz no, yeah. there, there are ter- there are horrible uh economic injustices that have caused a lot of black people to be poor I mean, and, and a, lot, a lot of these communities are are that way for a lot of reasons. But the but the notion that um, but it, it makes more sense to think that the Planned Parenthood centers would tend to crop up in places where where there where there's poverty because that's where unplanned pregnancies happen. That's where it's hardest for people to adjust their lives for children and things like that. It's not. It's it's kind of bass. bass but isn't it suspicious to, that the person who set it up? And I don't know anything about this either. I'm taking okay. the caller's word for it. But isn't it suspicious that the person who set it up had these ideas of eugenics? Eugenic, uh, eugenics ideas. That's a, a century point. ago were commonplace. That's a, that's a, that's you know that's that is a good point. And there's probably something to that. I think it's probably evolved since then into. Um, more of a market-driven thing that it's it's going where it's places are. It's a way for are, young people to get birth control, basically. Yeah. And, I, and I don't see what's wrong with that. I mean, is there a problem just on that aspect, of, looking aside from the idea of eugenics? I mean, do, do you have an objection to the idea of uh, young people being able to access birth control, Joe? Uh, well... I'm a practicing Roman Catholic, so that just says it all. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. I'm I'm pers- I'm you know my, I'm personally against uh, um, I'm personally against abortion. But I'm not uh, willing to use violence to stop people from doing it, and I don't think it makes it. I don't think it actually reduces abortions to try and use violence to stop. It. Well, yeah, but you're you're, po- you're pointing out, so. Joe, is that Catholics are against birth control? Period. Right. Absolutely, if they're true Catholics. Yeah. Wow. Is it my understanding though that not the, even the condoms? Pope, the Pope has <laughs> right, not condoms. The Pope has come Crazy. out for condoms in the case of uh, of the possibility of a tra- of uh, tra- uh, venereal diseases being transferred back and forth. So he's for condoms in disease prevention. He's not for condoms if it's for pregnancy convention. Condoms, Joe, are a thought crime. Yes, they are. <laughs> Thanks, Joe, for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. But, you know, but rhythm, his, answer rhythm method. his answer about uh, you know being a Catholic doesn't answer the question as to whether or not he's you know in favor or against uh, people having access to those things. I mean, unless he believes uh, that all people should. I mean, unless, unless he believes that all people should be just like he is. 
Yeah, I I don't know, but it's, he said that it says think, it all. I think he's against birth control. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's... Well, that's he's kinda, against birth control in the that's case of... That's sort of the nature of religious belief is that you think everyone should have your religious beliefs. Well, you know? I, like I just pointed out, <laughs> Catholics aren't against birth... Con- uh, they're, they're not against condoms. They're against, con- uh, they're against condoms being used as birth control. They're not against condoms being used as disease prevention. Okay. So, you know... It, I, I, As of what, the last 10 years or when was it? It was the last year or last so. Last year. Yeah, the, the Pope came out. And I'm, I'm all, I think it's awesome that he did it. I, I, you know, I mean, this is a guy who has a great deal of influence. He's been very proactive. He's addressed mm-hmm. a lot of the problems in the Catholic Church over the last, uh, you know, that, that have plagued the Catholic Church over the last few decades. And I think he's been very progressive and I'm, I'm for it. And I being progressive in the sense of, you know, religion and, and dogma and stuff like that. Now, to your statement earlier, Dale, about religion uh, wanting generally everybody to believe as they do. I mean, that's not always true about religions, right? I mean, I'm a Quaker. I don't care what other people believe. You can believe whatever yeah, they I, want. I, uh, well, Catholics. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It seems yeah. like... Uh, Maybe the bigger religions, the, the bigger the, the organized big, The ones. organized religions, I the would say... The ones that need that to recruit and get... A, I don't people. know anything about uh, you know what what the, the average Catholic on the street thinks. It, you know, that when you have dogma associated with your religion, that's basically believing that there are certain things factually true about the universe and 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 having great faith in that and and that everyone else should practice a certain thing because that's that's, that's the nature of, of these organized religions i mean you can take control of the airwaves here 800-259-9231 plenty of time for your thoughts your calls about whatever you want 1-800-259-9231 plus a little bit more on the smoking ban that is expanding in new york city it's expanding outdoors more coming up, and you knew this was going to happen, right? Because government never stops with its control. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And don't forget, the website has a bunch of stuff that's all brought to you totally free, including news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up totally free. You can follow uh, our updates via email, which is, I think, the most comprehensive way to do it. There's also, of course, Twitter and Facebook as well. You can get signed up whichever way works best for you or more than one. Go to news.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out an update, I think it was early this morning, announcing that we've got two brand new members of the Shrine of Female Listeners. We've got Andrea as well as Jamie, uh, both on the Shrine. One of them a validated amplifier, the other one validated. We've got different categories in the Shrine. We'll tell you more about the Shrine here in a little bit, but you'll know this stuff first if you're on the news list at news.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. 
Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates and graduate students, recent graduates, for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. You can visit Libertarian Internships to find out more. As far as the public policy goes, they LibertarianInternships.com. What did I say? You just left off the dot .com. I'm sorry. I was skipping over to something else here, and you're right. LibertarianInternships.com. They have uh, internships in more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C. and around the United States, working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy and free speech. It's LibertarianInternships.com. We're outside. We should have the freedom to smoke, said City Hall Park smoker Harvey, uh, Harvey Forbes. He told CBS 2's Maggie Hickey at uh, New York's CBS station. By a vote of 36 to 11 on Wednesday, the city council approved a bill to ban smoking in all city parks, beaches, and pedestrian plazas. People who have made New York the dis- City has beaches? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I know a beach is wherever the water meets the land, but yuck. People who have made (laughs) All I've got to say is... Yeah, it's it's always been weird to me that even lake shores are referred to as beaches, which I never thought of. Doesn't seem that way to me either, being from Sarasota, Florida, the home of the whitest beach sand in the world. People, uh, let's see, according to the uh, the story here, people who've you made the decision. there dis- anymore, Mark, so stop bragging about it. <laughs> Council spokes bureaucrat uh, said, uh, people who've made the decision not to smoke have civil liberties too, and their health and their lives should not be negatively impacted because other people have decided to smoke. Council members who voted against the ban said they see it as an invasion of individual rights and uh, said some nice things about that being a slippery slope. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> There's no constitutional right, they say, to smoke in city parks and beaches, so smokers have no legal recourse. But civil libertarians say the ban is just plain wrong. A John Jay College public management professor says he finds it hard to believe that secondhand smoke outdoors is harmful. Uh, But nonetheless, the uh, law will be taking effect 90 days after Mayor Bloomberg signs it. And one of the bureaucrats said that she was very glad that New York was becoming a public health city. Smoking ban will cover some 1,700 parks and 14 miles of public beaches, plus boardwalks, marinas, and pedestrian plazas. In addition to beaches and parks becoming free of secondhand smoke, there would also be fewer cigarette butts littering the beaches, according to the bureaucrats. So everything's going to be better with the smoking ban outdoors. So you'll be able to maybe stand out in front of your home if you happen to have a yard in which to stand which you know typically you don't do that in you know there really aren't very many yards in a lot of places in new york city so you know they're they're just clamping down on your ability to put something in your lungs you know i'm not fond of cigarette smoke i'm not fond of cigarettes i you know these are not my favorite things in the world don't like the smell of them but you know (laughs) you really have to ask yourself it's this today what's it going to be in the future I mean, I know. Wait, wait, wait. I know. Um, Trans fat. Oh, wait, they already did that in New York City. They've already banned trans fat. (laughs) Well, Hmm. I think you it might just be, you know, today the complaint is, well, smokers are bad for our health, which I think that, you know, you basically have to be locked in a small room like a car with a with a person smoking in order to to have real negative effects from secondhand smoke. But, you know, whatever. Um, When you're talking about being outside, I don't think you could make a very good argument for health risks unless you're talking about somebody who has severe asthma or something like that in which case they have severe asthma they should right, probably watch basi- out for somebody smoking right it's not a health risk it's just basically arguing that people who don't smoke have a right to not smell it is basically yeah the that's argument. basically <laughs> what they're saying
Which means that what about uh, people with uh, cologne or perfume? Maybe I may not, may not like those scents either. I have a bigger problem with when I'm trapped. And you don't have to go outside for that stuff. When I was in an office, there was, there was certain, uh, you know, I think there's a... There's a process of putting perfume or cologne on where you put it on and then you get used to it and you yeah. think, oh, oh, I didn't put it on enough because I don't smell it. So you put more on. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then you get used to it again. I, I don't smell it. Oh, I need to put more on. And I think that's what's happening because I'm literally like my eyes are watering. And, you don't mean and right I, now. I'm you very mean sensitive because, yes, no, not right now. <laughs> yes, it's Mark's perfume, but mm-hmm. no. Um, so my eyes would be watering and my nose is itching. I'm incredibly sensitive to it and it's just so powerful. And just just literally gagging me, and they don't have to go outside for that. No. Do you think that this is okay? Is there somebody out there listening tonight that is uh, in favor of smoking bans like this? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the number. Let's go to your thoughts, your calls. You can bring up anything, by the way. Take control of the airwaves. It's Dennis listening to WTAR in Virginia. Hello, Dennis. How are you tonight? Hey, just super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I got a question. Um, if I'm not mistaken. President Obama, when he was on the campaign trail, had promised uh, that any bills that came across his desk, if elected, uh, that had earmarks, um, he would not sign them. Yeah, I remember something like that. Well, he just said the same thing uh, at the State of the Union address, and my understanding... The last bill that just got signed had over 9,000 earmarks in it. Well, the, the, it didn't count because it was all Democrat, it was an all Democrat Congress. <laughs> Only the Republican earmarks are really the problem. Only the Republicans are a problem with transparency. So he didn't have to follow those rules back when the Senate and the House were all Democrats. Well, he's a politician, see? He can say what he wants and then break his word, and it's okay. That's what politicians do. Oh, so that's how it works. Yeah, yeah of course that's how it, it works. Americans seem to put up with it. Yeah, they, yeah Americans they put love up it. with it for for as long as we've had presidents and politicians. They hey, if you don't like it, you can vote for the other guy next time. That's right. And and he'll tell, he'll you why. tell you that he's not going to vote on any earmarks right. and then do it still as well. Yeah, it just didn't seem like uh, you know you heard any of that. Um on any of the news channels or anything that uh, you know, it's just oh, the news more, isn't there to, to promise that right. The news isn't there to question the uh, politicians. I felt They're, the same way when I heard the State of the Union address. I felt like I was hearing an Obama campaign uh, speech from two years ago, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what? What? Ha- you've had two years, and what you wanted to do was jam down cap and trade and socialized medicine on the American people. Where's the transparency this guy talked about? Where? Where are the uh, you know doing away with lobbyists and earmarks that he talked about? In the campaign trail. Where's the peace? It's clear. The yeah. <laughs> you know, where, oh, where's the, the troops out of Iraq? I mean, he said he was going to do that. There's still 50,000 troops there. What, what yeah, about a close Guantanamo? In the morning. I'm sorry. I, well, it, it's, it's transparent at 3 in the morning, but you just have to be there with the rest of the Democrats. Yeah. When they're so, passing things right. at 3 a.m. Hey, thanks for the call, dude. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, exactly. hearing from you, man. 800-259-9231. Of course, as uh, Dale points out, the Republicans do the same thing. They'll lie to you, too, right to your face. And uh, at least the Democrats will tell you in some cases that they want more government. The Republicans will lie about that one all the time. More coming up. You take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free and take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bunch of features there on the site, so enjoy those. And those features include, as I mentioned before, the Shrine of Female Listeners with dozens of uh, ladies who have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. i uh, got two brand new additions uh, to the Shrine, and the, the way it's set up is you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com if you are a lady listener, and you can essentially add your own entry to the Shrine. There is an approval process because we don't want anybody trying to I don't know, skate out of the validation requirement. The point of that is to prove within the photo or the video that you are a listener uh, to Free Talk Live. And Johnson is somebody that we've worked with for a long time. He's one of our graphic designers and uh, kind of producers for the show. He uh, emails me today or uh, sends me an instant message. What are you doing approving an unvalidated Shriner? Uh, we've got two new ladies up there, and Andrea sent in a, uh, a few pictures. And I said, what are you talking about, unvalidated? Look, closely. look, look a little closer, dude. And I guess what was going on was he was on his iPhone, so it wasn't like bright enough. He was outside, and he couldn't see uh, that she had – well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't ruin it's the surprise. It's very clever. Yeah, it's a very, very clever it's way to – It's not lewd. To validate. It's very clever. Absolutely. Very, very classy. Uh, so you can go to uh, shrine.freetalklive.com to see her. And also, I think Jamie is in the uh, regular validated section and Andrea is in the amp section because the amplifier Shriners get a little more higher billing, I guess you, sh- you could say, because they not only are they sending us their validated photo, but they also support the show financially, which is pretty cool, too. So shrine.freetalklive.com. Are you giving candy again this year for Valentine's Day? Get creative. That's what shows your loved ones that you care. This year's George's Famous Baklava. You can give that to them. George's Famous Baklava is walnut pastry. It's more than 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. It's shipped in a special container, Priority Mail, so it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious. Order by Tuesday, February the 8th, and it's coming up really soon, guys. To Make sure that you have it in time for Valentine's Day. You can go see George's Painless Baklava and order some at mandrick.com. It's M-A-N-D-R-I-K. There's no C in mandrick. Mandrick.com. So to come back around uh, to this story about New York City expanding the smoking ban, Mark, you remember the first night we were on the air doing Free Talk Live in 2002? What was the issue we talked yeah, about? Yeah, we were talking about the uh, the smoking ban in Florida. They That's were going right. to get, get rid of uh, smoking in bars that weren't attached to other buildings or something. It was all rest. It was all restaurants, I believe. In, no, yeah, in restaurants. Uh, any any if place they sold any food. food at all, right? 
Or it was like above a certain percentage of their, their total sales yeah. was food, you know, 15% or something like that. Anyway, so we've been following the, uh, the smoking bans in this country since the very beginnings, the very first day of this, this program. And indeed, they have been getting more restrictive. They have been expanding out beyond the original intentions of uh, the program. It's never enough. The control never ends when it comes to the government. And this is a you know, common theme that you'll see when a government program is created. It never sticks to its original goals or its original uh, plan or what it was originally intended to uh, to accomplish. It always goes beyond the, its uh, its original goals because that's what government does. Is it it gets bigger, it expands, it gets more intrusive, it becomes more oppressive, and the bureaucracies want to grow. the The individual bureaucrats running the bureaucracies want to expand their purview and the the amount of uh, bureaucrats that they have underneath them, and therefore their level of pay, presumably as well. So there's all kinds of incentives uh, for the government bureaucrats to continue regulating, to continue coming up with new rules. And, of course, they always have their excuses. In this case, well, it's the rights of the non-smokers. We have to protect them, you know, in the parks when the wind might blow and they might smell something in New York City they disagree with. I mean, there are all kinds of smells in New York City. Not to mention exhaust fumes. I mean, you're talking about being in in an open-air park. Yeah. So they're banning smoking in city parks, beaches, and pedestrian plazas. And it's only a matter of time before somebody decides to ban smoking, you know, on the sidewalk and ban all smoking outdoors altogether. I mean, we, we, we non-smokers shouldn't even have to see you smokers. This is, this is <laughs> offensive. It's an offensive habit. I don't care if I can't smell it. I don't care if you're out on your balcony. I don't want to even see. My children have eyes, you know, and that could, in, you know, that could influence them. Seeing you smoking like that could make them want to smoke. And if it just saves one life. <laughs> so this is the same argument that one could use for candy bars, uh, sugary sodas. Uh, you know, They want to tax those things. Greasy cheeseburgers. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just it. It Where does it all end? It doesn't I guess it's end. Where, where, where does Offensive it all end? Offensive T-shirts. Yeah, that's it doesn't end. That's the point. Yeah, and, and, you know, the, the, the story here opens up with a quote that I've read a few times. City Hall Park smoker, that's how he's described here, Harvey Forbes, says, We're outside. We should have the freedom to smoke. Well, yeah, you should, Harvey. But the problem is you're not willing to do anything about it, are you? You and the rest of the smokers, all you and everybody else in general, most Americans, all you're willing to do is bitch about it or call your what representative. You could disobey in mass and just tell them to go F themselves. Screw your smoking law. We're going to stand right here in the park and we're going to smoke our cigarettes and there's nothing you can do about it. They could do that. And if they did enough, they, they did enough with enough people, they'd be left alone. If they did it with enough people, they'd be left alone. But then you have to keep a group of 50 people around you at all times. And that doesn't really work in the real well, world. If you had the uh, no, no, Mark, if you had the mentality of disobedience, the mentality of non-cooperation, then you wouldn't have to have 50 people around you. If you had enough people who had the, the cojones to just break stupid nonsense regulations and laws like this, then the, the court system would be loaded up with a bunch of people taking their cases to trial for a cigarette uh, violation. And then they would, you know, they would have to stop enforcing it at that point. Similar, similar to what we've seen here in Keene, where the court system is already loaded up. It's loaded to the gills with, uh, with, you know, with people, with victims coming in there. But most of them take plea bargains. 
However, you and Dale have both found out that when you take a parking ticket, which is a $5 thing, most people are just going to go pay it. That's what it's. That's why it's $5. They want to encourage people to just pay it and be done with it. But you guys took them and you challenged them. You did a not guilty on it, and that means you get a trial over a $5 parking ticket. Well, it turns out the state didn't want to go to trial over the $5 parking ticket, so they threw the, tr- the charges out before you went to trial. Is that correct? Apparently. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, can't, I cannot say with... Uh, overwhelming surety what their motives were, but, but imagine I, I if, assume that that's the reason. <laughs> imagine if 10% of the people that get parking tickets, and there are a lot of people that get these parking tickets, imagine if 10% of them said, I'm taking this to trial. They wouldn't have enough time in their court system. They, they might start the analyzing alternatives to parking meters at that point. They might say, how can we, re- how can we solve parking issues in Keene other than this sort of ridiculous, tedious, uh, corrupt, um, annoying method of parking meters everywhere that people have to rush out and put money in their meters, you know, when they're in the middle of their haircut, you know. And they would be doing that without anybody begging a representative or contacting a city council, a councilor for a change. They would be doing that because people stood up for what they believed in, people who are willing to take some level of risk and stand up for what they believe in. So, yeah, okay, it's true. You shouldn't have to be told that you can't. You shouldn't have to be threatened. Uh, you should have the freedom of, uh, to smoke in, a, in an outdoor location. He's absolutely right. But if you aren't willing to do something to secure your freedoms, then they get taken away. That's what we've seen happen this whole time in this country. People just sitting back and, okay, well, it's, that sucks, but I'll go along with it. Because I'm an American and I'm a law-abiding citizen and I'll just do whatever it is they tell me to, even if I don't like it. All the way into getting on the you know the train cars and going off to my death because that's what you know a good citizen will do what he's told. I think you're pushing it with the train cars. I mean, we haven't seen uh, anything like that coming down the pipe. They didn't see that coming down the pipe either, Mark. When they got on the train cars, they just thought they were doing their you know what they were supposed to do. Indeed, the train cars. Uh, first, the first they thing they were going to their do. Well, first once thing I get to my destination, I'm going to write my representative. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing that happened the first thing that happened with the Jews is first they were not allowed to have businesses and then they were moved to ghetto areas and then they were uh, relocated to work camps and you're, you're absolutely right they, they didn't know they were going to their death no and these people are doing the same thing it's just they're slowly allowing themselves to be enslaved more and more and more go complain you, you get freedom of speech you can complain all you want about it they don't care they'll just keep making regulations as long as you're willing to follow them so when will you stop? the SACL CAI toll-free line. You take control. Bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. And your thoughts. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site totally free. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. You can become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. And for as little as 3 bucks a month, you can help us get on more radio stations around the country. Bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So just go to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. Get access to the perks as well. It's amp.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, the fun, your thoughts. Bill is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Bill. Well, 
hey, I haven't talked to you guys in a long while. I'm glad to have you Monday through Friday. Indeed, sir. We're glad to be there. And uh, you know, if you get a chance, call uh, program director there at WXNT, uh, Scott Roddy, and tell him thank you. I, I will try to do that. Um, uh, yeah, you asked a question, when are the people going to start disobeying? I don't think until they run out of money or food. I think we're just going to keep going along, kicking it down, the, kick the can down the road. I think you're probably pretty close to right. Revolutions generally don't occur with people with full stomachs. Yeah, someday we'll have an Egypt, but it'll take 50 to 100 years. Whenever the country, I don't know the time factor. I mean, you know, I could be wrong on that. It could be 20. You know, some people debate it could be, (laughs) they keep saying 2012. I doubt that. But you know what I'm saying? When the, well, when I was the, just going to say that's that's what food stamps are for, say, so people won't stamps, revolt and yeah, they'll just the accept stamps, the status quo. <laughs> when the food stamps and the unemployment checks don't hit the mailbox, that's that's when it starts to happen. Yep. Well, okay. and and that's why the fiat currency is there, right? So they can just keep printing the unemployment checks and just keep incrementing the uh, the you know the money supply. And now, of course, that doesn't just, work forever. Just but. keep poor people at subsistence level, and as many people as you can keep working for the machine as possible. And just keep that, you know, going, keep that cycle going as long as you can and milk as much productivity out of people as you can, exploit them as far as you can and you know, I, t- I tend to agree with you, Bill, that I, I don't know. I, th- I think that it's probably going to be a little while before anything significant changes uh, you know, on a wide scale in the U.S. However, people didn't really see the fall of the Soviet Union coming. So yeah, you, right. you never yeah. really know. And yeah, it could happen some Sunday morning, you know, and they just wipe out your bank account and confiscate it all, and then where are you at then? Oh, man. Yeah, you know, you, it may sound, all this may sound very conspiratorial, but uh, during the 30s, uh, Roosevelt confiscated all the gold in America. So, you know, these things have happened right here in the United States. Sure, Weird they could happen stuff. again. Hey, you guys have a good night, and you keep up the good work. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. And it seems so strange, the United States being the world's superpower, to be talking about its, uh, its, its inevitable demise. But, hey, every empire that's ever existed has failed. Every single one of them has failed. The British Empire failed recently. This ain't an empire, it's a republic. How, how's it a republic? Republic, a constitution. Yeah, it's a republic because you're a Republican. No, a constitution. It says it's a republic. <laughs> right. It's, it, it says that right it's on the top of the government. Paper. So, what makes it a republic? You elect representatives. Right. You elect representatives that uh, what rep, don't represent you. Do your representatives vote for the like things it, that you, you can believe? run for office. What's that? If you don't like it, you can run for I office. I don't like son. it. Well, we're, we'll run for office. Well, then I guess I guess that everything must be perfect That's then, right. right? Everything's fine. Yep, everything's just <laughs> Go fine. Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> How about all the people that uh, that, that this republic is running over? Uh, you know, around hey, the world. You got to break a few eggs. Make yeah, you certainly you certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like playing the status sometimes. Yeah. It oh, is, it's fun. It well, there was fun. the 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 guy a, 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 call, a while back. That caller was saying, "Well, it's a republic," and I never did quite get what he was trying to the point he was trying to make. Basically, about what that. it means is, oh, it, I know well, what it it's mean. a republic. It's supposed to mean but. because it, the Democrats. Uh, uh, the Democrats call it a democracy. No, but, the Republicans call it a democracy too. Sometimes, but, but you see, that's the thing. They just want to call it a republic because they're Republicans. Yeah. But why is that such a great thing? Like, isn't the whole notion of even if the, you know they say it because it sounds good, right? To Best say country a, in the world. That's to say it's, it's a great. democracy, it sounds great. Like, well, we're not a ty- we're not a tyranny like these mm-hmm. other countries. We're a democracy, and like all the time you hear about minorities getting exploited. 
You know, and, and in historically, yeah. it's been ask, horrible tragedies because of it. Ask like, the American Indians what they think about our yeah. democracy. What about, you know, and look at the civil rights movement where minorities had to fight so hard for their rights. And we're, the whole point of democracy is, is majorities exploiting minorities. Mm. So why would you not expect that out of a democracy? Why would you not expect if you're in some kind of minority, and a lot of people are, right, in different subsets of minorities sure. at one time or another. Maybe you're a subset, maybe you're in the smoking minority, or maybe you're in a certain racial Maybe you're in a racial minority. Maybe you're in a, a sexual orientation minority. Maybe you're in a religious minority. And at one time or another, uh, you were having other people's views imposed on you. And how did they do that? Well, they were able to rally up enough numbers to, to violently impose their views on you through democracy. So why are they so excited about the whole notion of it's a democracy? And they and they say that as if it's this wonderful thing about America. Well, it's so, probably the excitement. And then the Republicans, able... you know, but they'll point out, no, no, it's not a democracy; it's a republic. Well, Every well, now they want and to then, call it republic until they need the buzzword democracy because they want to define democracy as narrowly as they can define it. Because I agree that a direct democracy means that everybody votes on everything at all times. But what does a republic mean? There's really no good definition. One other republic has, uh, you know, the, the republic republics uh, existed in California. Uh, Greece. Ballot initiatives. <laughs> Greece, Rome. These were republics. What's that have to do with? Uh, I mean, their their form of government was not the same. You cannot parallel their form of government to ours. So you really can't say that this is a republic any more than the People's Republic of China is a republic. <laughs> republic doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah. It means by the people or of the people. Well, gosh. Darn, what a double flip. Who doesn't know that? All governments are of the people because if the people rise up and kill the dictator or the king, the government is of them. Duh, all governments are of the people. This isn't a republic any more than anything else is a republic. Well, the whole of the people thing is just PR, right? I mean, it's not of the people. It's of the uh, the elites and the oligarchs. That is because the, they said it is. They well, said right. it's because it's of the people. Well, that's just it. It's all about getting people to believe a story. Oh, well, you... This isn't like the Chinese Republic. This is the American Republic because we're the best country in the world and you want to have our kind of republic because this is the best republic because this is the best country. You just keep saying the same thing over and over again and, and you know brainwash people into thinking that, uh, well, it's okay what the violence happens here because it's, it's the people that have chosen this. Because yeah, we got due process, Ian. It, tyranny of the majority. As long as, rights. as long as the majority of people say that you can't smoke in public, or the majority of people say you can't have a windmill in your yard, or the majority of people say you can't wear your pants down around your butt, or the majority of people say that you can't contract to live with the person you want to live with, or the majority of the people say that you've got to pay for public schools. As long as the majority says it, it must be okay, because crowds have wisdom. Oh, come on. Nonsense. Crowds m- m- lynched people for being witches. It's just, there's so many instances in history where we, where we, where we acknowledge now that, that the majority was massively and horribly wrong. Yes. But why aren't we acknowledging it? That, look, we've had precedent for that. Why aren't we acknowledging it now in terms of how we decide how we're going to interact with each other? That, look, maybe that's not a good way to figure out right and wrong. That the majority believes in a certain thing, and that's that's how we find out right from wrong. Really, hey, if, you if you don't like it, you just got to spread your ideas, and make them the majority. Uh, you know, then the, you can control folks. I would agree can... that that is the practical application of how you have to do things. But does that make it right? 
No, crime is. It, it, right. Right. There's, there's, there's nothing of, to say to that. No. It's not about what's right or wrong. It's about how what you've got to do in order to get what's right made to, to to happen or made work in this United States. And it's the system is designed. I don't care what you want to do, good, bad, or indifferent. It is designed to be ponderously slow and difficult to change. That's why they call it a bureaucracy. Well, yeah. The thing is, if you want to. Um Wow, you lost me for a second there. <laughs> at the foundation, well, yeah, the at the foundation of the notion of rejecting violence, the notion, the reason why I reject violence, and part of that is there's a humility in it, and that it, you have to acknowledge that I may not be right. You know, mm. I I, I, I want to have an open discussion with people. Let's let's talk this stuff out. I'm not going to impose my views on you with violence because I will not presume to be so right. That I can, that I'm just going to force my views on you. In addition, if your views are so valid and so great, then you shouldn't have to force them on anybody. Then you should be able to persuade folks. You know, if you want to, yeah. if you, right? Uh, this is the, this is the truly better. the acid test of a good idea. If it's a good idea to educate everybody, then you should be able to do it in a free market. If it's a good idea, without for force, me, right? Without well, force. That's just, if you can, if you can convince a majority, if you've got enough. Uh, if you've got enough persuasive ability to convince a majority of people to vote to violently fund something, you've got enough uh, potential to uh, motivate that many people to contribute toward it. But they see that as being more difficult. They, the people that support the system, it's got to be more difficult. Rules. As I understand it, it is uh, you know ten times easier for a lobbyist to get a law passed. It's ten times more profitable for a lobbyist to get a law passed than trying to do something in the free market. So that's yeah. why we have a government of the lawyers by the lobbyists and all the rest of us are controlled it's, by them. It's short-circuiting the, uh, the, pr- the process of coming up with a good idea and then persuading people to jump on board with it. And vetting it out in the market. We are out of time for tonight, but we'll be back. And don't forget, you can join Dale uh, during his show on Sundays and get the details over at flamingfreedom.com about that. Free Talk Live returns tomorrow night for our live Saturday show, for, uh, so join us then. And maybe we'll actually get to talk about national service this week. I'm still holding on to that one because it is crazy. Uh, what they're advocating. We'll talk to you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.